welcome everybody to the Mongols Podcast. This is Justin Ashcraft, and I have a very special episode today. We've been doing previews with all the new teams in the East this season. Laura Ellen kicked us off with a fun interview with Phil Grooms for St. Louis FC. If you missed that one, go back a couple weeks and check that one out. But today, we are going to check in with one of the brand new teams in the East, the Birmingham Legion FC. To do that, I've recruited Glenn Stevens. Glenn is a member of the crew over at the Birmingham Backline, a podcast covering soccer in Birmingham. So let's get this started right now. Glenn, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for letting me on today. Yeah, awesome. So, man, first, I'd love for you to kind of introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, you know, I already told them that you were a part of the Birmingham Backline, but just kind of introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, let us know who you are. Yeah, so uh, I'm Glenn Stevens. I'm part of the Birmingham Backline. I'm also part of the Magic City Brigade, which is the supporters group there for the Birmingham Legion. Um, my main role is just kind of our outreach coordinator. So that's just making sure that we have parties, like plan parties for everybody, make sure that all the members kind of get a chance to meet one another. Awesome. So uh, I'd love for you to just share maybe a little bit of your like soccer story. Like how'd you come to follow soccer? What's your like, what's your interest in soccer and how that how that happened for you in life? Yeah, so it's kind of funny because in the part of Alabama that I originally grew up in, it was very much the football is 365 days out of the year, minus the one little bit of baseball that gets paid attention to. So <laughs> uh, I actually had to teach myself soccer, and it came around at about, I want to say it was the 2006 World Cup. It came on, and as a kid, I just saw it, and I watched, and I was like, man, the sport looks kind of fun. Like, it's pretty, in- it's, it's pretty intense. And so slowly and more and more throughout middle school and high school, I actually played middle school soccer and slowly taught myself the rules. Took forever to figure out offsides, honestly. It took me forever to figure out what offsides was. They don't they don't teach you down there in roll tide country what offsides is? <laughs> nah, nah, they just teach they just teach you uh national championships and and football and the like. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're we're excited to kind of have you on and and find out a little bit about Birmingham and kind of what to expect this season looking forward. But can you just kind of going back a couple of years? I mean, I guess uh, the Birmingham Hammers were around for a couple of years, but can you kind of give us a history of the Legion as a team or even just kind of soccer in Birmingham as it's come to be now? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because a lot of people don't realize that Birmingham is actually quite a hot spot for youth soccer, and it has a lot of development that it's made. And we just had one of our guys that was born and raised in Birmingham. He actually just signed with uh, Bjorn Munich to be over there. And so that was really great just to kind of see how much we have. And then Chandler Hoffman, of course, you know, grew up playing at Oak Mountain. And it's just kind of the – it's always been there, but it finally took – a few people like um like um mr copes he he was the one that actually him and a group of people took that idea ran with it and just decided hey let's just make a soccer team here let's just put it here and let's just see if it works let's just see if we can get enough interest and the city itself has been like just really wanting 
a competitive team to get behind. And I think this was what it was, was this was finally something that we were like, and we were telling people, Hey, this isn't development. This isn't your double a Birmingham Barons that you can go watch on Sunday and not care whether they win or lose. Right. This is a team that you want to win. You want them to succeed. And that's what we've been telling people even now with the Legion, as it's grown and more people are seeing it downtown. Honestly, like having the stadium downtown has been a big help with getting support because now it's got people thinking more and more, about well, what's this? What's soccer? Like, is it just another Barons thing? And we're like, no, this is we we're going for we're going to win. Like, we're going out there to want to win. Yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about the Hammers were playing in PDL. Is it the same ownership group, or was that is it a different ownership group um, as they've started as the Legion has started now? So the Hammers were um, <clears throat> were originally, like I said, with, with a group uh, Morgan Copes and another group. But then we do have a new ownership group now that um, came in and bought out the hammers. But I have to say we were very fortunate because it was, it was the plan. It was part of the plan to get us there. Like it wasn't to, uh, we weren't going to just kind of stay where we were. Like we just wanted to see if there was interest and then all parties involved with buying out the hammers and turning them into the Legion. It was very much of, smooth transition and even some of the people that were originally with the hammers are still in the organization with the legion the oh, okay cool yeah cool. so we were definitely fortunate that in a case of a buyout we caught the lucky side where all parties were pretty much happy by the time it was all said and done cool so tell us even a little bit about birmingham um and maybe like you had said you're part of the magic city brigade how did and i've seen as i've researched birmingham the magic city is that a is that like a nickname of the city or how did that? But tell us a little bit about Birmingham itself uh, as the city goes. Yeah, so a lot of what goes behind kind of the Magic City Brigade and kind of that Legion name, uh, the Magic City, we were known as the Magic City back in, I believe it was the 50s. We were just kind of known as the Magic City. We were a, kind of that booming part of the South. And really, we were up there with Atlanta until, of course, you know, Atlanta got things like the Delta Airlines oh, yeah. contract and everything, and then they grew up. And we kind of got left behind, but we were just very much known as that booming iron city. And so that's where we kind of took the idea is whenever you look at the Magic City Brigade logo, you'll see that it's kind of set up in kind of like a lights sign because down in the actual city itself, there is a rotary trail where originally back in the 30s and the 40s, when you came into Birmingham, there was a sign that said, welcome to the Magic City. Oh, that's and cool. so they uh they refurbished it and brought it back and so we looked at it whenever we were deciding our logo we were like man like that's very iconic that's a very when you think birmingham two other birmingham people what do you think and we we're like it's got to be that welcome to magic city sign and so that's kind of how we rolled with that and then the name itself legion comes from the field uh legion field was the field that alabama used to play in back whenever they were still playing birmingham Okay. And it was just known as <clears throat> it was just known as the college uh, golly, I can't even remember what it was called. It was home of college football or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's another part of our history that, you know, it's what helped make Birmingham the way it was. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So what makes the what makes the Legion unique? I mean, talking, you know, you're looking at twenty twenty Four, what is it 2017 i don't know i don't even know how many teams are in the usl anymore but <laughs> like what when you think about birmingham kind of what makes birmingham unique what makes the legion unique kind of as a team or uh maybe as a neutral fan that you're looking at teams in the usl what makes what makes the legion unique i think what makes the legion unique is just 
in and of itself where it's at with Birmingham. Like this is a city that let's be honest, it when coming from Alabama and coming from Birmingham, not a lot of people think about it. It's just kind of a write off because we're just basically like the small sister to Atlanta. And it's, it's, it's a growth. This, the Legion, the soccer team, the professionalism that's coming is just, it's our way of showing the world like, Hey, our city is growing. We're trying to get ourselves back on that map. We're trying to make people realize that Birmingham is a place to be. And so I say to neutral fans, honestly, we have a really exciting team. They're fun to watch. I was watching, uh, I was watching Instagram a few weeks ago, and our guys was down in St. Petersburg and in that Tampa Bay area, and they're what looked like they were getting ready for a meeting, and somebody just turned on music, and all of a sudden they were playing karaoke. And so now we're sitting there watching. <laughs> Like all of them, like Femi, I think was doing some type of Backstreet Boys remake karaoke. I don't know. And like they're just they're having fun. You can tell they're having fun. Um, we have a very I, what I feel like we'll have a very aggressive style, which is a lot of fun. I think that'll be very attractive. But also just the look. We have a look of our own. Like even just if you look at our emblem, like it's the hammer and anvil. Like we carry our history with us, and while we carry our history with us, we also don't let that define us. Um, we're really much trying to make something new and make something exciting here. And I think that's what new fans would want to see is um, even with us at the Magic City Brigade, like we're not, we already decided we were going to keep a couple of chants that, you know, that everybody all knows and loves. But for the most part, our guys like Nick and Simon and all of them, they're working really hard to make chants that are very special to us and may make it to where it's our own. Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you guys have had a podcast or at least a blog that has been kind of following the hammers. Now you have the Legion. What has that transition been like? I mean, obviously, um, you know, the hammers were playing in a lower league than, than USL. Um, and now, you know, the Legion are playing in the USL championship. So what has been the transition like for you guys who, like, cover the team, but then maybe even speak to a little bit of the Magic City Brigade. What it's what it's been like to kind of transition from a lower league team to the Division Two USL Championship. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like what we were talking about earlier. I mean, it's just letting people know because yeah. as much as Birmingham is a huge soccer area for the state of Alabama, you still got a lot of people that are like, oh, soccer well, I don't want to watch two hours of people kicking a ball around. It's like, it's, it's more than that. You got to understand there's more excitement to it. And it's just, it's making, it's getting people to realize that this is something bigger than what they realize. Mm -hmm. And for us, the transition has been, we started off kind of just having fun with it. Everybody um, just kind of putting in what they can when they can. But now with the hammers transitioning over, I think it was last season whenever we realized when the hammers were transitioning over to the Legion and we were in PDL, all of us at the magic city brigade, we kind of sat down and we kind of looked at each other and we were like, all right, look, like this is getting bigger. And if we want, if we want this to get bigger, it's going to take us like the front office can do all they can to advertise. And they've done a great job getting the word out. But I mean, with most local soccer clubs and with USL, you know, I'm sure at in Pittsburgh, it's the same way. You know, it's it's word by mouth. It's you going to work every day being like, oh, yeah, I've got my season tickets today. Or, oh, yeah, I can't believe I got this jersey. Something like that. Just dropping the hints. Yeah, no, I I um, I sensed a little bit of familiarity with that. Like, <laughs> of like, 
We, we don't, you know, obviously we don't have the Crimson Tide hanging out in national championship, but I mean, we have the Steelers, you know, and we have the Penguins who have won championships and that's like, and they've won championships recently. So yeah. it's been a thing that we have to kind of continually say to people like, no, the USL championship is like for real and the river hounds are for real. And this is like a real thing. So you should come out and watch it, you know? And it's like, um, you know, even just this week, I, I saw a tweet from somebody in the media in Pittsburgh who were like lamenting the fact that the Steelers were bad last season and the Penguins aren't doing well and the Pirates are perpetually bad. Uh, <laughs> and they were just like, oh, we should just start over with sports in Pittsburgh. And I was like, I responded to it. I was like, I mean, the Riverhounds are good. I mean, they finished in the playoffs last year and all that kind of stuff. So I sense a little familiarity with that of like, oh, yeah. you got to like convince people that this is actually a real thing. Yeah, and trust me, I've I've followed USL for about I want to say it's been about four or five years now. So I remember even the Riverhounds old logo before they yeah. transitioned to this one new one, which I think was like what two years ago. But yeah. I I remembered seeing the I would think I think I saw your tweet where I tweeted out I was like I was like yeah that happens to us a lot of times too is whenever they're like oh Alabama and Auburn lost it's like yeah but Hammers beating New Orleans this weekend <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right right right. So maybe tell us a little bit about that transition. Like, what have you guys done as a supporters group uh, to kind of see, you know, did that take a board restructuring? Did that take a, you know, what what are the steps that you guys have kind of taken as a supporters group to kind of make it feel more legit or like speak to the professionalism that uh, even the Legion want? Yeah, so one of the biggest things we did was the board started off a little bit on the smaller side. And I think we just realized that in order for it to succeed, we've got to be able to just divvy out roles to people that are wanting to do it. And that's kind of how we came across people like um, with Nick, Nick Goulas, who's our capo now. I mean, he was, he'd always kind of done it for us, but now we kind of just made that official where we're like, all right, you're going to be the guy standing in front of everybody mm-hmm. leading the chance. It's just, we all, it just came to the point to where, Last year, we realized that we needed to not so much restructure because I think overall the structure was there, but we solidified what the board was going to be like. We made sure that all of our members were aware, hey, like we are becoming official now. And in order to do that, these are the these are the people that are going to be responsible for it. If you're wanting to join in, if you're wanting to help out, these are the people that need to be contacted. And then we as a board, we got together and we realized, hey, in order to get these done, we need to make sure that we're working on this. Even if there aren't that many people working on it, we still need to be moving things forward. And so for me, I'm the outreach court, the outreach coordinator for the magic super gay. I worked a lot towards like trying to find our bar home, which thankfully Mm -hmm. um, quick shout out to um, Birmingham district brewing company. That's our new home. But with all, we have like five breweries now. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just kind of in the off season between the summer PDL league. And then now, we made sure to set up uh, watch parties at all these different uh, breweries just to kind of yep. get a feel, kind of get, all right, well, where do our people want to be at? Where do our people want to drink and have fun? And then that's yep. just where I think it was the MLS Cup whenever Atlanta was playing Port- Portland. We saw a good amount of people just show up to the bar and watch the game with us that we were like, okay, yeah, this feels like this feels like home. And then even last, uh, I want to say three weeks ago, we had – a meet and greet with the magic city brigade. And we had anywhere between them think about 60 to 80 people show up to the meet and greet. 
And we just realized, we were like, yes, all right, we have enough space. They have great beer. Everybody seems to be having a great time. This is the spot. <clears throat> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. It's a cool story yeah. to hear. Uh, so another question kind of in that, as as the Legion have been, what have they done? Like, what have you seen the team do to kind of reach out to the community of Birmingham and kind of speak to kind of what their aims are this season or um, kind of what has their community outreach been like? So they've worked really well um, just kind of getting the faces out there, getting people to see the players. Because I'm sure just like with y'all, the, the main thing is, is you got to get people that you can get behind. You got to have players' faces and players' names that you got. You just got to be able to see. And one of the biggest things was whenever they first originally signed uh, Chandler Hoffman. You know, that's the hometown boy. Um, we had him show up at a place called Iron City Beeham. And Iron City Beeham, it's a really great place that has like restaurant, live music, and they kind of introduced the idea of the Legion with Hoffman. And you know, it's just that name. It's just putting putting people that everybody knows and getting them out there. And then ever since then, they've just worked really hard on getting towards social media aspect. They've been really working in communities and kind of just not so much really getting deeply involved with things like youth soccer, but just kind of making the presence felt there with youth soccer. And I think there's a lot more that they're going to work towards just letting um, people see that and letting people see um, things like BUSA, which is Birmingham's, uh, soccer association um, is just letting letting them feel that presence there around one of the bigger parts of it, and then things like uh, what is it? Red Diamond. Red Diamond is our main major sponsor that is going to be on our jerseys. Well, around the Birmingham area, they sponsor the good majority of soccer kids soccer groups and kids mm -hmm. soccer development. It's just being there, and so I think they've worked really well with that community of like the soccer community they've worked really hard and really well to get them behind the team as well cool cool so uh you had mentioned it in this but obviously your big signing this offseason or, or in the lead up to uh your usl championship debut has been chandler hoffman um tell us why a little bit you mentioned a hometown boy but tell us why that was important for um you know for the legion to to get chandler on board yeah, well, it was big because it's it's getting that casual fan out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way I kind of see it is with Alabama being the way it is, with Alabama being that college football capital that it is, the thing, the biggest thing that you'll see with them is it's all about names. It's all about knowing the names. Tua Tokovaloa, if I ever said that right. I still can't say his name. <laughs> um, but, like, just having Tua – Two and uh, two and his family had moved over near a place called Alabaster, and they go to uh, Thompson High School. Now everybody knows Tua. Everybody knows Tua Leah, his brother. That's going to be going to Alabama. It's just you know that aspect of it, just mm -hmm. knowing. And so we we even we as Magic City Brigade, whenever we found out we were going to be moving up to USL, we automatically were like, all right, well, who's somebody that we know? Who's somebody that everybody here knows that even if they're just going to be casual fans, they can get behind and say. Oh, that uh, one of our chants that we're going to have this year, you're going to hear is he's one of our own. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's what we've been hearing a lot of lately. Whenever we do have casual fans joining the brigade and they're kind of like, I don't know that much about soccer. One of the biggest things we tell them is, well, you know, Chandler grew up in Oak Mountain. They're like, oh, well, then, yeah, of course. 
Like it's yeah. just something I don't know what it is about it, people in Alabama, but we just if you can get us to relate to something that's local like that, then we're more than welcome to get behind it. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, tell us a little bit about Jay Heaps and like obviously Jay Heaps is a big, you know, that's a big name in the soccer world. I don't, you know, I don't know Alabama, but it's a big name in the soccer world, you know, obviously New England Revolution. Um so tell us about what that has done for the club. How do you see his relationship? Uh, maybe even how do you see his relationship with the head coach? Um, and what does that look like so far? It's been great because especially with him kind of getting his, um, I guess, former assistant right there, Sone, to come down with him. It's just from day one, they seem like they've been on the same page. And even with the scrimmage this last weekend where we had lost to uh, Nashville um, 3-0, um, they seem they both seem very much like they were on the same page of what they want to see, like what they saw, what they what they want to expect to see moving forward. Um, he's just it is a name that like a lot of us that are in the soccer community, we've got pumped because, you know, from day one, Birmingham showed, OK, well, we're not afraid to get the big signs. We're not afraid to spend a little money to get this to be a little bit more professional and like getting getting Jay heaps and even just talking to him. Like we've had a, a few of us with the brigade have had a chance to actually meet and talk to him. He's a great guy. He knows what he wants to do. He knows what he's wanting to do in Birmingham. And honestly, since day one, since he got here, I don't, I don't think the man knows how to take a vacation because <laughs> it's just constantly anytime that we're talking to him, it's always in the office. And even like outside of that, outside of us meeting, it's just office office. He's in the work. He's, working with the front office, getting the players. He's talking to the players. It's just the man is really passionate about what he does, and that's something that we really need right now in Birmingham to get it to grow. Cool. So um, you guys have obviously had a few preseason matches. What have they – who have you played? What have they been like? Kind of what are the results um, that you've seen from those matches? Um, it's been a little weird because we've had to take a lot of our – preseason with a ga- with a grain of salt because um, Nashville was the first time I think we really had like a full roster that we could actually – actually, I'm wrong. It's Chattanooga. Chattanooga uh, Red Wolves, we had a really good chance to scrimmage with them. Um, but that was really the first time we had an actual squad mm-hmm. that worked, that we had a, more than enough to actually substitute. We started off with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Um, we went down there. Like I said, we went to Tampa Bay and St. Petersburg for training and we lost to them. I cannot remember how much we lost to them by, but we lost to them. Um, and that wasn't even with full, full squads really. That was with people like, you know, we'd already signed like, I think Femi Hoffman, Van Oakle, people like that. Uh, this was also during the government shutdown. So I think a couple of our people weren't able to get their visas because of that. Uh, Oh yeah. People. Um, then we played the Philadelphia uh, Union. I think we lost to them two to one or three to one. Uh, we felt really good because, I mean, uh, I think it was Hoffman that scored that first goal. And overall, we looked pretty clean from what we could see. Um, we there wasn't really any live stream, so we couldn't really yet again take much yeah, from. Right. We could only just take yeah. what we heard. Uh, but they did end up having to substitute, give us a couple of substitutes because yet again we just didn't have our full staff. The Red Wolves was the chance that we actually got to see a little bit more of kind of like what we can expect. And that was a lot of fun. We did, we did end up winning that one three to one. And we actually had like two squads that were able to go in first half, second half. 
Okay. And we look very aggressive, which is something that I appreciate a lot of. It's just a very aggressive kind of midfield where the moment that the Red Wolves were really getting the ball, we were getting the ball right back. We were uh, mm-hmm. we were getting it right back on their side and being able to just pressure the entire time. Um, we weren't able to as much with Nashville, but I also knew going into Nashville, Nashville had one of the best defenses in USL last year. And judging by the signs that Nashville had this offseason, I was even more scared of what their defense is going to look like whenever we played them. And I mean, yeah. they lived up to their name. They did a really great job. Their back line and midfield did a really good job of causing us trouble. Um, we never really got any real clean shot off. And the ones that we did, um, thankfully they looked really nice, but I just have to hand it to Nashville. They do, they do have a really great organization that they're building up there for this season. And it was just something that we needed. We hadn't really had a chance to play really kind of a team that we would be playing in the season. And so we didn't really get a chance to play kind of to our tier. And so that was really nice. That was a really great takeaway before the season got started. Mm -hmm. Cool. So what kind of, uh, what kind of formation can we expect? Or do you guys have an idea of what that might look like come, come this season? Um, You referred to a little bit of the style, but maybe even what's, what's the style of play been like? Um, yeah, so I will give all credit to this one to Scott and Simon, one of my fellow backliners, because they called it they called it way before and they were right. It's looking a bit more like we're doing kind of like a four three three maybe. Okay. Um, from what we were able to see, especially with um just what Sone's done in the past and then kind of what we've been able to see is that it's kind of a very stylistic kind of uh for a type of four three three, it looks like with things like Femi Hoffman and maybe Prosper in the front. Or uh, one thing we did also see was kind of a four four two, possibly with Prosper and Hoffman being up top like that. Um, I think it's just going to be kind of one of those things where he'll. I would like. I think we'll probably see more of a four four three and just kind of have a bit of an aggressive side, where mm-hmm. one of our maybe one of our um backliners will actually move up to kind of give that apply that extra pressure in the midfield every once in a while mm-hmm. um that's where uh that's where i think we'll see a lot of is probably something between maybe a four four uh the four three three and a four four two gotta get my numbers together because it's, <laughs> there's too many numbers going on at one time yeah yeah, yeah no for sure for sure so maybe other than Chandler Hoffman, kind of who are the players that you're excited about seeing this season? Kind of who should we be watching out for? Who the who are kind of the big names that you think will play a big part in this season? Yeah, so one of them is definitely um, Kobayashi. Kobayashi's done a really good job in the midfield so far. Um, he's just done a really great job of making sure of um, – kind of keeping it forward and he does a really good job of just distributing the ball really well. Um, Lopez, Lopez definitely seems pretty aggressive so far. He's uh, he's up and down the field so much and I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure I keep all my players straight right now. <laughs> Cause I think, I think it's Fisher. Um, I think I'm saying it right. Fisher who came from Montreal. Um, okay. I think, I, I think I have his name, right? I hope I apologize if I messed that up. Um, Fisher, he's, he's one of our backline guys. He is, um, he is aggressive. He is very aggressive. We saw, we saw him film whenever he was with Montreal. 
he uh, he was the type of defender that didn't just wait around and just hope that they didn't get by him. He was on the he was on the ground making sure to tackle and do it. And we see a lot of that in uh, Nashville as well as the Chattanooga one, Chattanooga game. Uh, Fisher was very aggressive on trying to get that ball back, and that's something that I have to appreciate a lot. Is uh, I like a guy that's on the back line that's not afraid to get down and just do what needs to be done to get the ball back. Cool, cool. So if you had to take a guess kind of where you guys finish up or where you think you'll finish up or how well you'll uh, compete this year, kind of what would your guess be? <laughs> uh, I would say I think I think um, it'll be a little bit of a struggle at first, but I do think we could probably finish around 10th okay, this year. Cool. Um, I think cool. we have the talent that can maybe make that turnaround in the back half of the season and really make it happen for us. Awesome. Awesome. Do you have any other just kind of thoughts or things that you kind of want to communicate about Birmingham? Anything else you want to tell us? Um, I mean, it's it's very it's very fun. It's very fun down here because as much as we are scrambling, trying to make it look as legit as possible and making everything go great, um, we're having fun down here. And that's one of the biggest things that I think you can come to see whenever you come to Birmingham to watch any games as opposing play people. Um, we have fun at tailgates. Everybody's more than welcome. Everybody has a great time with that. Um, and I think just the atmosphere itself is just going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like from what I saw on Twitter, it looks like you guys are having fun. Um, I mean, even with your AAF team, uh, it looks like those are some fun environments or fun games there as well. Um, and so it looks like the Legion games will be fun this summer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So be on the watch out, and I mean, hey, if y'all come down, we've got a we've got a beer and some barbecue for you. <laughs> awesome, I would definitely definitely take you up on that. So, Glenn, man, thanks for so much for sitting down and kind of telling us about Birmingham, kind of giving us a perspective on the season. Where can people find you, even you personally, or your podcast? Uh, where where can people find you guys online? Yeah, so the podcast we can you can find us on behambackline.com. That's where you can find all of our podcasts. All of our blogs, everything that we do, we're on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. It's just Beham Backline. And in terms of podcasts, if you want to give us a listen, we're on pretty much anything you could possibly think of. We really just kind of sat down and thought, where is there a podcast? We'll put we'll put our podcast on that. So we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Podcasts. So you name it, we probably have our podcast on it. <laughs> awesome, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. So I hope that you enjoyed that. Thank you as always to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your club or team at roughneckscarves.com. Thank you also to our wonderful network of podcasts, the Beautiful Game Network. You can check them out at the BGN FM. Writers from across the USL are starting to bring written content about your favorite teams. Head to uslnews.com or BGN Written to check that out. And we'd love to hear from you. So what did you agree with in this podcast? What interests you? What did we get wrong? I mean, what did you think? Let us know. Um, so hit us up on Twitter, at Mongols or at Womongols. Then email us at mongols at bgn.fm. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, leave us a review. Thanks, everyone, and we'll talk to you very, very soon.